Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Boy, I tell you, uh, always uh, great to have this guy, Glenn Stretch-Smith, on with us, part of the Doomsday Podcast, WFAA-TV, and formerly part of the, the ESPN Central Texas family. And, uh, Stretch, great to have you on. I Tough day for a lot of us who've been great friends with Mark Frito Friedman. And uh, we lost him last night. Uh, and he had a medical ordeal, as you well know, three years ago. But, I mean, for so many people in the Metroplex, they love Frito. He was on the radio. He was a producer. He used to be with Norm Hitzkus. Uh, and he's just kind of been around for a long time. He helped us with our podcasting. And he's been a great friend to us. And Stretch, this is a this is a tough day for all of us. But uh, you know, I I just think about us working with him, watching him try to come back from this, uh, and and he really did a great job coming back. But uh, this was a uh, this was an enormous loss for us, uh, Stretch. And I just kind of wanted you to come on today and and us be able to reminisce a little bit and talk about uh, Frito. Yeah, it, it's obviously anytime you lose somebody that is passionate about what he does. And, you know, he was a guy that was always very, you know, a jovial guy. He was very fun to be around. And, and uh, I mean, he could, uh, you know, he could take it. And, uh, you know, when you dished it out to him and he, he'll be missed. I mean, he's a, he's a really, really really class act I, you know i saw him last at randy galloway's 80th birthday party and like you were saying i mean it looked like he was making a little comeback from from uh, the situation the health scare that he had had and uh, you know he'll be missed by a lot of people i, I know uh, i know the lord's getting a heck of a producer today he'll go up there and produce some shows up there and uh, i know he'll make us proud i think that's what i choose to choose to buy into right now mostly yeah. the fact that you know they, they needed a producer up there and they got him a good one yeah and maybe we got three more years with him is what i keep kind of trying to tell myself because that was he was in a coma in really bad shape three years ago uh but man it's just never enough we wanted to spend more time with him and uh and we had a lot of fun with him and he liked to stir things up between all of us didn't he he, he kind of liked to get the stick out <laughs> and he and he would get galloway after me um i i did not have any trouble occasionally you would even become frustrated with me as hard as that is for people to believe and uh frito kind of loved all that he orchestrated some of that and uh he just loved being part of the the band right he just kind of liked he didn't I, he did have a show, and he and he was good on the radio. But I think he always loved more just the camaraderie, going on trips, yeah. being part of the ticket, and then being a part. And he always blamed me for luring him away from the ticket to bring him over to one hundred three point three FM ESPN. But uh, you know, and then he and Vagoda would somehow like play golf every single morning before work. I don't know how that worked. But they'd be out there playing golf at six. So uh, anyway, it's a uh, it's a tough day, but uh, we had a lot of fun with him. We're going to have a lot of great memories, and we'll celebrate him, I'm sure, coming up. Now, uh, switching gears a little bit, stretch thirty eight to three. I did not get to talk to you last night because of what was going on 
with Frito. But, I mean, I, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? First of all, before we talk about the Cowboys, to see a Belichick coach team look that hapless and to see a quarterback look that out of it in terms of winging the ball across the field, turnovers, fumbles. He had a fumble that went for a touchdown. He had an interception that went for a touchdown. He had another interception. Um, Stretch, this Patriots team, I it's not – I don't see any kind of turnaround coming for that group. Yeah, I mean, anytime you, you win – Excuse me, you're winning that much and you're drafting that late in the first round. It is very, very difficult to maintain a certain level of consistency. I'm talking about a winning roster, talking about guys that can maintain that level of play. So certainly uh, that, that that's taken its toll on, on Bill Belichick, who, I mean, arguably is the best yeah, he's the best coach in football. I mean, I, 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 I'd argue that with anybody. But to see a team come in here and, yes, like you were saying, they have always prided themselves on being the most prepared team. I mean, to get beat on a really a two-point conversion where they've got all 11 guys up there and they were, they were going to come block it. For, and they've shown that multiple times and then try to run that. Dallas run the two-play off or the two-point play off of it, uh, I think it speaks volumes, number one, about, uh, you know, the level that the Cowboys are playing at. And I know you're a, you're a big fan of Bones Fossil, and you always like to give him, you know, you always like to give him his due on the podcast. So, you know, he, he did a great job of designing that, and, and it worked well. I think the the Cowboys defensively are doing a lot of things right now that are working well, and and uh, it's obviously they're going to play the marquee matchup this weekend against San Francisco, and I think it's what everybody's wanting to see. I think it's a it's a measuring stick for really where they are and and where they want to go. So it'll be interesting, but uh, to see a to see a team totally dominate a team like that. I, you know, I, I feel bad for Mac Jones. I know, you know, we have a relationship with him. My son and I are close to Mac, and I try to take that out of it when I'm when I am being an analyst and knowing yeah. that every quarterback that I've ever been around is going to press in that situation where they're not making any plays or really they're 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 out schemed, out classed up front. You know, he he's trying to make a play and 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 uh, you know through those through the pick six and then through a bad pick uh, later in the game. It was a it was a tough game to watch, uh, you know, a quarterback struggle like that because I know what a good guy he is. But, hey, as a Cowboys analyst, it was also good to see Dallas go out and dominate a game that they should dominate. And, uh, and you saw them do that, especially on one side of the football. Uh, I, I liked what Dallas did. I mean, when – Gonzalez went down. They went right at him. I mean, the very next play. So I think you got to see, uh, you know, you got to see a little bit about what Dallas, I believe, wants to do when they get a healthy line. Everybody's kind of on them right now about not having much production in the red zone, and they should be. But I believe when this line gets healthy, uh, Tyron gets back in there, I think you're going to see a, a, a different Dallas 
more physical team down there in the red zone, which is really the only place right now that I think you could ding this football team. What about, I mean, the Schoonmaker's got to make that catch, right? I mean, if you were breaking that thing down last night, you would have dinged Schoonmaker for, hey, if the ball's ripped in there, you got to make that catch. Do you give him anything on that, or is that uh, another tight end that dropped a ball? No, absolutely. I mean, you're in a tight area down there in the red zone, and you know when you run that seam route and you're, you, you, you saw him, he had a good release, he widened it in order to widen that safety a little bit, you know it's going to be a bang-bang play, and you've got to make that play. So absolutely, I mean, that's that's a situation where you would say that you've got to make that play. I think the thing that bothers me more is when they checked out of the play in the early in the in the in the game, they checked out of the play, and, and, and Pollard and uh, you know Pollard and Dak run into one another like Keystone Cops. I mean, those are the things I think that that have to be cleaned up, and obviously they will. But you know, you, you, when you get those you know you get those seam balls thrown in those tight areas, you know you're going to get hit, and you know there's going to be you know there are going to be hands up in front of the football. Certainly, he's got to make that catch. I like hearing you say Keystone Cops. It reminds me, when I was in junior high, we couldn't, one quarter, we were having trouble against Wills Point, and we couldn't get it across half court on them. They put us in a little press, and we got in the car after the game. I think in that quarter alone, they outscored us about 18-2. to two. And we, I, we, we climbed in the, the car to ride home instead of on the bus with my parents. And my dad, my dad said, well, you guys in that first quarter look like the Keystone Cops out there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, glad I can, I'm glad I can bring up a good memory of your, of your dad. That makes me feel good, Mosley. <laughs> I just think about that. Oh, Will's point with Ron Griffin was giving us some trouble. Uh, it, uh, but uh, Glenn Stretch-Smith joining us on the Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas, and we'll see. You know, Dak did not like being asked after that game about kind of, you know, what did you feel about leaving that game against San Francisco last year? Todd Archer asked him, and boy, he shot back. Like he said, are you trying to pee me off? You trying to get me going? I said, I'm glad you are. You trying to get under my skin? I mean, Dak gave him a look like we are so far past that. But um, I thought that was interesting. Dak had a little bit of salt. He was a little salty after that game, even in a 38-3. And he did not like being asked about the red zone, right, because they won that game 38-3. So interesting. And that's okay. I don't mind the quarterback uh, getting a little bit, you know, salty from time to time. But they are 7 of 19. We need to keep it real. And what McCarthy uh, stretch what McCarthy would have you believe is, hey, let's focus on the amount of trips they've been getting down there. As a coach, did y'all ever look at that stretch like, hey, I know we're not converting, but we're getting a bunch of trips inside the red zone? Or did you not even care about that? It was more about how many times are we converting? Yeah, I mean, I mean, football's about being productive, and we know mm-hmm. that when you get down in tight areas – and, and that's what the red zone is. It's a tight area. You've got to be able to come up and scheme some guys. 
you got to get a hat on a hat, and really it's about the most physical team down in there. That's why I truly believe that the Cowboys' red zone offense will be much better when they're starting five offensive linemen are out there. But, yeah, I mean, it, it is a – it's one of those things where – you know, you, you, you need a C and I single, you need a you know, you need a bunt for a single every once in a while and right now they're they're not getting that and so it is a it it is a magnified issue and um I think when you when you look at playing these tight games like I mean this is gonna be a tight game with San Francisco. You've got to capitalize on your opportunities down in there and I'm Sure, that's what Todd was pointing out. I'm sure that's what everybody's pointing out. I mean, oh. no reason to get mad at Todd Archer. I mean, he's he's in there doing his job and he's reporting and asking a question. I, you know, but if you get a little get a little case of the rat ass every once in a while, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. I mean, that's you know that, that, that that's good for a, for a cowboy quarterback to get that way. Yeah, Todd had a good button down, had his jeans pulled up pretty high, looked okay out there yesterday. <laughs> now you've been in this Texas OU game. Uh, quite a bit over the years. You coached for Switzer. You played for UT for uh, Acres in that game. I mean, it's a this is fun because this is the first time these teams have been ranked and undefeated in a long time. I think I think you got to go back to 2011, and uh, so this has some spice to it. You got number three versus I believe what number eleven. Uh, this is going to be a little different. By the way, what's the most ever corny dogs you had at one time? For people that don't know, Stretch is 6'7", and probably played at about 250, about 245 or whatever, and, and, and stays in great shape, stays down there in, oh, I don't know, 230, 240 now. But, Stretch, you could at one point in your life put put away a lot of corny dogs, a lot of those Fletcher's corny dogs. What do you think was your most – ever that you put away well let me i mean let me let me preface it by saying the key to to going to the fair and eating a corn dog is to be being able to wash it down with that dr pepper i don't know what they do to those guns how they how they it's a little different pour of a dr pepper at the state fair and it kind of you know when you chase it down mostly it's got that burn in your esophagus a little bit I mean, and if it's a good hot day out there, you take your good swallow of that DP, it gives it a little burn. And I think the the reason I'm sharing that with you is you can probably, I mean, I think you, and I mean, you, 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 you're not afraid to eat either. You act like you, you won't get up there and, and eat corn dogs to, like the Russians are in St. Louis. I know you ain't afraid of that. And so, yeah, I think, I think about three good corn dogs and then you, and then you can, wash it down with that dp you hit one good solid belch and then a half of one and then you kind of got to throw the, the other half away it just four of them won't go down it just it, it it just it'll put you down but about three and a half is it with about about 15 good shots of mustard on there and you chase mm. it down with that dp i mean you know you got to have you got to have a half a sleeve of tums a half hour later but it doesn't get yeah. much better than that and i like those texas taters uh, and there's a, there's a couple things I like to get involved in there out at State Fair from the corner. And I used to like that. I mean, it's a little weird to eat it, you know, out there in front of the world. But those sausage on a stick is a good if you get the proper sausage 
I mean, that's a good thing. If you and you put you kind of mustered that thing up, um, that's not a bad thing to go after. Uh, one of those things, but that's a uh, that's a good. Those are fun times. Now, I mean, some of these. Uh, I mean, what, are you excited though? I mean, I I think you are hopefully going to be there. Um, now, you and your son were out at Texas A and M, Arkansas, but even that's a and that's a fun environment. Don't get me wrong, Aggies and the Razorbacks, great fans. Everybody's going crazy the whole time. That's a good atmosphere. There's nothing like the Cotton Bowl, and it doesn't even matter if they're good or not. But this year, it's a different animal because you have both teams in the running for a college football playoff spot, especially the Longhorns. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun Saturday, and what an atmosphere. And I don't know, there's nothing, I, I, there's nothing I've ever been to to compare it to. I'm sure if I went to see a game at Tennessee or an Auburn-Alabama game, I would have that point of uh, reference. But the, the, the volume level in a Texas OU game, and I can't be- imagine what it's like on the sideline. And I'm, I, as a coach, were you up there in the booth at those games, or were you generally down there on the, on the sideline? I think one year I was upstairs and two years I was down. I'll tell you this story, though. Uh, Todd Shonar was on our staff at Oklahoma, and he, had, he was a backup quarterback at Clemson. And I remember him talking the week leading up to the game about, you know, what's this going to be like? I'm, I mean, I've been a part of Florida State, Clemson. I mean, I've seen the, I've seen them put the spear in the field, and and uh, all week, you know, they're playing up there. They're, you know, at, in Norman, they're they're playing the eyes of Texas. They're playing Phil Collins. I can feel it coming in the air now, over and over and over. They're everywhere in the training rooms, everywhere in the weight room, it was everywhere. And I, I just told him, I said, yeah, I'm sure you've been a part of some big games, but trust me, you you haven't been in a place where it's split down the 50s, the sea of orange, the sea of red. I mean, you're going to come out. You're going to see the schooner on one side. You're going to see Bebo on the other. You're going to see two teams that are going to walk down that tunnel, and it's going to be in, as intense uh, an atmosphere as you've ever been. And I think he kind of initially kind of rolled his eyes at me maybe that Monday or Tuesday, and as the – as the week built up and as it kind of came along and, you know, Switzer would talk about, you know, previous times at Texas and Oklahoma. And the first time he walked down that tunnel, I remember he was right beside me and he said, I- I've never experienced anything like it. And I said, I, I, I tried to tell you that brother. I mean, it is, <laughs> it is, it is something that's special and it's uh, it, it really is. It's one of those games. It's a rivalry game. That's, you know, it's right up there with any of them. Obviously, I've got a bias, but I, I think yeah. that uh, anytime you get two teams that are, you know, that are good football teams that are that are playing for, and there's a lot at stake here. It, it, it'll be a big, it'll be a big atmosphere and a big game to be a part of. All right, uh, I appreciate it. I also like that corn on the cob. That if you slather that with <laughs> enough butter. And you put some of that pepper and stuff on their seasoning. That's a great thing to get you in your teeth a little bit. But my mom always liked that corn on the cob, and so I've kind of taken after her in that regard. Uh, that's ah, good, you know, Mosley, I yeah. could, I could, I could see you with with one of those things, and then going up and talking like 
talking to one of those John Deere salesmen about firing one of those tractors up so you could get the air going in there, so you could get that blowing and polish that thing back like you're going to buy a John Deere to to put it out on your property there in Kaufman. I could see you doing that, Mosley. I, yeah, I see I, you doing it. I was always enamored by those hot tubs out there. I thought maybe <laughs> if we could get one of those, we would really be moving up. Uh, but uh, all right, well, hey, great catching up and great uh, talking about our buddy Frito. We're going to miss him like crazy, but uh, appreciate you being on, and I'll uh, holler at you soon. Hey, I, I appreciate it, and, and, and tell Aaron if anything comes up, he can hang his hat on it. He can have a good day, too. <laughs> okay. All right, we will pass that along to Aaron Sexton. It is uh, Glenn Stretch Smith off into the night. Uh, to get into whatever's next for him. It's usually football. You know, he coaches in the USFL, but he also a uh, longtime Cowboys scout and coach. And, I, in fact, last night at the game, I was sitting next to a USFL scout. And I don't know exactly what he was look, what he, who he was monitoring or tracking, but uh, seemed like a nice fella.